So really quick question. Yeah. Everybody. So this is, I don't know, this might be nothing. How, so how many of you guys know the basic premise of Code Geass? None. (laughs) Nothing. I know absolutely nothing about Code Geass. Um, Is that the one where they have huge heads? No. Is no, that what it's called? Yeah, you're, you're thinking about Code Lyoko. Yeah, Code Lyoko. Yeah. Basically, it's, all you all you need to know is that all I know is that you keep talking about people being geassed. Yeah. So basically, all you need to know is that a geass is like a superpower that okay. you get, and you can do like one thing with it, like a quirk. And, yeah, and like a witch gives it to you, and then like you have to fulfill a contract. That's it. Oh, that's neat. I've been rewatching a Code witch. Geass. A witch. I, I, I'm sorry. Isn't it about robots? <laughs> there are robots in it, but it's not about robots. <laughs> You know, the same could be said for our podcast, so. Anyway, the point of this story is that I've been rewatching Code Geass. However, as a result of me rewatching Code Geass, when I ever, whenever I binge media, I have, like, dreams related to the media. Nice. Mm. And so I'm, now this is, we're going to get in, this is multifaceted. I religiously pee before I go to bed. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, this isn't going where I, I thought it was going to go. I know it's not. It's took a course. I religiously pee before As I that go to is bed. a given. Because uh-huh, I'm uh-huh. I'm terrified of like peeing myself somehow. Well, aren't we all? Like I don't know. I, I played a lot of the Sims. Was this a problem for you? No, I've n- I've never peed myself. But like, you played a lot except of the for like, Sims. That makes one of us. <laughs> I mean, like you know, so I've been coughing a lot lately, so I have been like you know a little bit comes out, but. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so I pee religiously before I go to bed because I don't want to like pee myself or whatever. And I hate like waking up in the middle of the night because I have to pee and then going to pee. Um, mm. And that's I the been... reason that most people pee before they go to bed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, but anyway, so I've been sick lately. So my everything's been <laughs> off. So I've been like sleeping a lot extra and then like not sleeping well. Anyways, I had this dream, um, in in the morning. Mm. That I had to pee really bad. Code but I pee-offs? Yeah. No, Hannah, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> we were getting there. I'm sorry. So oh, basically, somebody had used a geos on me. And the geos was that <laughs> I would always have to, like, I would constantly felt like I have to pee. And I could pee, but I would never be relieved. Like, what? I would no, just have to continue. I would need to you, pee You still. just had a dream about having a UTI. So, yeah, no, I was about but to no, say Kat, the same exact thing. Cat, no, <laughs> listen to me, because there's layers to this. So, oh, boy. I, in my dream, so first of all, I got geassed in my dream. That of course, I had to naturally, pee that is a given. And then, like, in my dream, I would, like, pee, and I kept, like, finding myself in these situations where I was like, <laughs> I have to pee, and there's not a bathroom. And so I would have to find, like, bizarre places to go pee, because I was like, I, it has, I have to pee. And then I would pee, and then, like, I would be like, oh, my God, like, I finally peed. I'm okay. And then I would still have to pee. It would still be bad. And then, so then then it morphed into this, where I would be like, I would wake up, and I'd be like, oh my god, the reason I have to pee is because I have to pee in real life. Like, right. stupid. And then I would get up and I would go pee. And then I was in still your dream? in dream? And then I was still in the dream. And then oh, I would damn. wake up again. And then I would wake up again. And I'd be like, oh, you idiot. Like, you just had to pee. And like... But then I was still in the dream again. And no. it happened like five times. It Lads. happened like five times where I woke up and I went to pee, but then I still had to pee. And then like- Your when I f- inception. <laughs> I, oh, I was literally, shit. You like, I was going to say, call up Christopher Nolan. We got a psychological thriller on our hands. And then when I finally did wake up and peed, I was like, am I 
is it really happening? Is any of this real? I was in the dream or not still. Because I'm like, I peed. And I was like, I still kind of have to pee. And I think I'm in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my Maybe God. Maybe you're still dreaming right now. But then I felt better. Be all- I do actually have to pee right now. Oh, oh you have not yet woken up. I could still be in the dream. You're in the dream. You're in the dream. <laughs> do you ever have dreams where, like, you're trying to wake up in the dream? Like, you keep falling asleep while you're still dreaming? Is that? Yeah. 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 Like, it's always Everyone a very in my family time. has, like, insane, um, like, sleep-related hallucinations. <laughs> That's fun. I've had like, um, sleep paralysis exactly one time. Mm. Yeah, I don't get, like, sleep paralysis exactly. My sister does, and she'll, like, see things. The other day she was like, I saw this really cool thing when I had sleep paralysis where I could, like, see through a man and, like, I could see his lungs expanding and his blood going through it. And I was like, that's not cool. Like, this is the worst thing you've ever seen. And she's like, yeah, I was awake and, like, I thought it was real. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fun. That is what it's like, though. What's wrong with you? And then my other sister will wake up in the middle of the night and, like, go, like, hide in the closet because she thinks there's an intruder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then like her husband who shares her bed is like what the fuck is going on nice have we told the dream on here or told a story about that time that um noel Chantel stole your pillow and then like got mad at you well yeah i was sleeping over and like i woke up and I like rolled over and as soon as I lifted my head off my pillow, the minute Chantel's hand bolted out and snatched it from under my head. And I was like, Chantel, give me my pillow back. And she was like, you stole my pillow. (laughs) And her pillow was on her feet. (laughs) This is so funny. She's a real monster here. Chantel, please. Well, um... On that note, this is all a dream. Um, currently, we're all currently dreaming, and in this dream, we're gonna play some TNT. Yeah. Yeah. dream master (gasps) oh shit hi i'm noelle i'm playing seeker and i um have been asleep since i was five years old hello i'm caitlin uh i play leonardo dicaprio and (laughs) i'm gonna walk on uh, I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna do some. I don't remember what happens. We have to in go inception. deeper. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. We have to go deeper into the next layer. Hannah. Uh, hi everybody. I'm Hannah, and I'm just grateful that this isn't one of those dreams where someone eats my skin. So, uh, <laughs> okay. I play Slake. <laughs> what? I feel like we're not gonna go down that road. Um, so anyway, last time. <laughs> Last time, last time, last time, um, Corbin and Slake, you uh, left the city of Nakama behind. You found a little place to spend the night while you were out on the road. Uh, and there was a letter and a book of sex poems. And the book of sex poems um, you enjoyed. And the letter you opened, uh, even though it wasn't addressed to you. And uh, 
you uh, went to a, a town that the name I'm completely forgetting right now. Uh, you proceeded to not deliver the letter at all because you found a mysterious woman hiding in a hedgerow. Um, Slake decided that this mysterious woman has to be a uh, fey creature leading them on a YA adventure. Yes! Corbin decided that it, this is just a woman in a bush. Either way, <laughs> you decided, well, you, I don't know if decided to help her is the right way to put it. More like you foisted your help upon her. <laughs> While also demanding that she pay us. <laughs> You didn't know what you wanted from this woman. You just, <laughs> God, this you just, just wanted to torture me, Noel. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. your main goal. So uh, you then decided to break into the governor's mansion because there was something weird going on there. Corbin summoned a dinosaur and you snuck in. And I think that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you sneak into the uh, guard room that is in the basement and this looks to be it used to be a storage room you still see there's things stored across the walls and there's barrels and some crates and some provisions that the guards have been dipping into to feed themselves uh, however it has mostly been cleared out with space uh, for cots for the guards some tables and chairs some card games that were abandoned due to the allosaurus diversion um, and there is, there is any keys in here? Uh, why don't you make an investigation check? Looking for keys. I got a 14. A 14. You do not find any keys, Seeker. I just am snooping around. You're do snooping. I find anything else? Um, let's see. With a 14, do you find anything else? Yes. You do find a scrap of paper. Uh, it looks like they have written out their timetable or their schedule on it. It says 7 to 11 p.m. GP in attic. Two patrols on main floor. No light. 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. GP on second floor. One patrol on main floor. No light. One patrol in attic. No light. 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. GP on main floor. One patrol second floor. One patrol attic. No light. Check all rooms. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Stay out of sight. Check corners before turning. Do not cross paths. No known pattern of movement until he finds his way to bed. Patrols on all floors. Avert gaze. Drive him out to the attic. Rest easy in the daylight. Be careful, be alert. Well, I'm assuming GP is our governor. Oh, I was thinking guard patrol, but do we know this person's last name? Yes, it's Pace. All right. Strange. I've seen him out... I've seen him out during the day before, but perhaps that was before this whatever happened. Did you notice, like, an uptick in the guards or anything around that time? Did I? No, uh, you haven't noticed much about the guards other than that they have been patrolling pretty much continually. Okay. (sighs) Seeker, Seeker kind of just frowns at the note for a long time. And then she crumples it up and says, well, onward, I say, onward. How do we get out of this room? (laughs) (laughs) There is a small stone staircase heading upstairs. Okay. I, I just start going up. So you head upstairs to the kitchen, which is dark and empty and an absolute mess. 
Dishes are piled high in the sink, and food rots in pots on the stoves, apparently abandoned. Uh, you do see the crossbar across the kitchen door here, which you can l- easily lift from this side. Okay, so so is there any other way out of this room? There's the, yes. the kitchen door, and there's what else? There's a uh, door to the hallway. Okay. The person that um, Slake and Corbin were looking for, where did that person work again? She worked at the manor, but it doesn't look like anybody has been working Just here guards? as a servant for a while. Okay, yeah. well, uh, if we if we investigation check in the kitchen, uh, maybe. I want to see if we'd see any useful clues. I, Yeah, I, I, and as Seeker is looking around, she says, You know, was the person you're supposed to deliver that letter to is... Are they a guard? Uh, well, no, they were a servant, but... Uh, I didn't see any of those. Yeah. I mean, they've really let this place go if they're still here. I'll tell I you hope they're okay. <laughs> um, I got a unnatural 20. Uh, Seeker, while you're looking around, you're peeking up on top of cupboards and underneath, like, uh underneath the cabinets and you find a stone finger 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 yes (laughs) (laughs) i hold it up and i say aha (laughs) like as if it's my finger (laughs) 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 did your finger turn to stone no no i found this finger I suppose, do you suppose this is why they're avoiding our governor? Hmm, our governor, Pace. Because he keeps stone fingers in his kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty creepy. <laughs> no. <laughs> you think he has eyeballs in here too? Uh-huh. Corbin, is there like a fridge cat or some? No, it's a, refrigeration does not exist. Cat, what do you mean? I would assume that he turns people to stone perhaps with his gaze as they kept mentioning not to look at him i've heard of such creatures before you have yes here or there some which way about what time is it right now and like where would gp be so you are in still firmly in that 7 to 11 p.m gp in attic okay okay you're here to get some sort of magical object maybe Whatever the governor has either changed him so that he can change people into stone, or or maybe it's the object itself that does it. Yes, that that is an interesting thought. Generally, if I follow the signs of uh, horror and <laughs> destruction, I find what I'm looking for. Let's see. I, I I say to Seeker. So you said you've you've encountered things like this before. Would there be a way uh, to maybe avoid being turned to stone? Well, I suppose we don't look at it, do we? <laughs> Seeker is going to sit down on the ground and gesture for you guys to sit by me. What do you do? I uh, I, I sit down right away. Corbin stands. Come, come now, child. Come sit down next to me. What are we doing? What do you want from us? Well, I need to get information, you see. I need to know any sort of, you know, details, tricks, trades, sort of travails. 
you know, the things that, thing, 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 the things that can help us. It's fey magic, Corbin. It's just regular magic, like, Corbin sits down. It's magic. You don't know that, Corbin. <laughs> I um, know magic. So, Seeker crosses her little legs and puts her hands on her knees and she says, now, I need each of you to tell me something you've never told anyone else before, please. You first. You first, my friend. She gestures to sleep. Um, uh, okay. Well, okay. So, you know, um, I used to kind of live by this town, Banfell, mm. and they had this library. Many of us live by towns, yeah. Yeah, and they had this <laughs> library that I would go to, and, um, you know, I'd, I'd read the books, and, uh, well, you promise you won't tell anyone, right? I swear. And she's, like, smiling really big and, like, kind of creepy. Um, well, one time I brought out a book and, uh, well, Ainsley, my friend, wanted to see it. And so I gave it to them and, uh, I was supposed to return it at the end of the month, but I, I never gave it back. And I asked them about it and they said they lost it, so... I guess, uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> and you've never told anyone that before, I see, and, <laughs> and, and Seeker's eyes kind of cloud over, and she gives a little shiver, now you, now you, my friend, my forthright friend who, who hides some things very well, I sense, um, and was told by your friend. I actually, um, <laughs> oh, dig deep. I, um. Uh, Corbin, Corbin looks at you and he's like mad and he says, um, I never, I never told Fran that she was my best friend before she disappeared. Oh, yeah, shut I didn't know who that is. Shut up. <laughs> um, and, and, and Seeker gets quite a shiver and a white eyes from that. You're gross. Goes, <laughs> You're gross. And um, <laughs> then Seeker is going to let's see. Basically, she's she's gonna reach out to Hetlia, okay. who is her god, and Hetlia is the crone, the god of secrets, basically. And she's going to ask Hetlia, "You've been strangely specific about me coming to this house, so in order for me to find your object for you." A trade. What's the deal with the finger? Uh, Seeker, your eyes go white, and you have a vision. First you see the finger, and then the gaze of the vision travels up the arm made of stone. And you see the petrified face of a chef, standing in horror, pointing. And then... The vision shifts and moves around the awful frozen visage of this chef who has been petrified and turned to stone. And you're looking over his shoulder at what is facing him. And it is a man with two golden discs over his eyes and bright sapphires in the center like irises. And then the vision ends. Oh. oh my! Well, what? I think we're finding little coins. 
What did you see? Have you ever had an uncle? Have you ever had an uncle, either one of you? Have you had an uncle before? Uh, um, I had this uncle, his name, I don't remember. But his, he was my uncle. And he used to take his little gold coins and he'd put them right over his eyes and he'd scrunch up his face and he'd say, these are my eyes. Oh, I'm, I'm a monster, not your uncle. We have something very similar happening here. <laughs> <laughs> I say the, oh man, we're learning about the, <laughs> we're learning about the culture of the Fae. It's, it's fascinating. Like, I don't know how to tell you this. This is just a lady who comes from a weird family. She's weird. Her uncle is weird. You know who else is weird, Corbin? He was weird. He's been dead for many years. <laughs> What's weird, Slick? The fair folk. You know what? Maybe you're fucking right, Slake. <laughs> Maybe you're fucking right. So, uh, when you were having this vision of this uncle man, uh... Oh, no, it was the governor. Okay. <laughs> or, well, it was a man. I assume he was the governor. He was dressed quite fine. Okay. okay. Uh, is there anything it, it showed you about, like, how to deal with his scary coin eyes? Our paper said not to look. I keep telling you not to look. I don't know why you keep asking. Yeah, but I mean, what if we walk just, into a room? Just don't look. He's just standing there, <laughs> looking at us with his coin eyes. What if we also put coins on our eyes? Slake, pull out the money. I, I, I pull out the money. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I say, I say, everyone take two, just in case. <laughs> I pass out coins. Corbin, you put the coins in your eyes and you are not able to see. That's fine. Hey, that's the goal. Seeker, Seeker the goal. holds out her hands for the coins and she looks really skeptical and she just puts them in her pocket. Yeah, I, I keep mine in my pocket in case I need to pull them out and do coin ice. Yeah. <laughs> Seeker looks at Corbin and is like, is that you, Uncle Watson? <laughs> yes, Seeker. Very silly. Very silly. Yes, I've come for revenge. Oh. <laughs> Seeker, Seeker pales at that. <laughs> Then Corbin laughs and pulls out the little coin eyes, and he's like, oh, you idiot, you totally fell for that. Okay, let's go uh -huh. upstairs. Good joke. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> all right, all right. So I suppose your idea about mirrors may may, may have some merit, I think. Um, I don't know how we'll test it out without one of us getting turned into a stone person in the process, but... I suppose all's well that ends fleshy. <laughs> That's what they say. I just give him, I give Corbin a meaningful look, and then, um, and then, I, I guess I, I want to proceed to look at the, um, the entryway to the next room carefully. All right. So, Slake, you, uh, as you creep into the next room why don't you make a stealth check everybody makes stealth checks okay stealth checks all around and we do still have half of that three. you yes. sure do that's nice yes oh Aww. fuck yeah then it's 23 23 okay everyone else i got a natural 20 i got 14 which tells you how low i rolled to begin with <laughs> oh no okay uh so it's like you um you creep out into the hallway, 
carefully peering around doors. Seeker right behind you. Uh, and Corbin, as you are leaving the kitchen, your foot catches on an apple that was left on the floor. I still had the coins in my eyes. You yeah. still had the coins in your eyes. And that <laughs> apple that apple rolls and it hits a stack of pans and knives stacked up in front of the door and sends them clattering. Oops. <sighs> well, let's get going. Uh, in the hallway, the house is a wreck. There are signs of fighting everywhere. Broken vases, splintered furniture, and ripped wallpaper. Around the first corner, you come face to face with a stone statue of a guard, falling back in terror, her momentum arrested by her transformation from human to statue. Above you, you hear footsteps pounding. And uh, you guys will now have disadvantage on your stealth rolls going forward because the guards have been alerted to your presence. Do we still get the plus 10, though? You do. You're just at disadvantage. Okay. So, on the first floor, uh, you find, let's see, there is a library uh, that you can see from here. Uh, it looks like there are some a couple of sitting rooms, a receiving room. Uh, all of which are a mess. Is there anything you want to check out? Um, um, I mean, I think we generally want to... S- I mean, there's 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 people coming, so we want to hide, I guess, right? Sure, yeah. Are they not coming down? Uh, they are coming, yes. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah, should we do the library? So we could hide behind, like, the library stacks. You want to do the library? Yeah. Okay. All right, so you dive into the library and find the remains of what was... Once a magnificent room, but it, like the rest of the house, has been torn apart. Books lay strewn across the floor, and scrawling writing covers the fronts and backs of every torn page. It is more of those sigils that you found on the wall. It is more of the writing of the gods, though you cannot read it. Uh, so you guys find hiding spots in the stacks. Why don't you make me another stealth roll at disadvantage? Woof. much lower than that. Oh, man. <laughs> 15. Yeah, 15? Okay. okay. I got 19. Okay. Because of disadvantage, I got 14. Okay. Corbin, you managed to wiggle into a little hiding spot, and Seeker, you find yourself a, a good a good uh, position behind an overturned couch to hide, and Slake, mm-hmm. you you don't you, you find a spot to wiggle into, but you don't realize that your cloak is still sticking out from mm. the from the bookshelf. Um, so you hear the footsteps of the guards as they slow in front of the door and push it open with a audible creak. And they look around the dark room, and then you hear one say, Hey, over there. And it's like you hear their footsteps as they come closer to you. Seeker does have dark vision, so she sees that they see Slake and so she jumps out from her hiding space and says, we're here to help! (laughs) Uh, The guards both stumble back and one starts to make a noise of surprise but the other one slaps his hand over her mouth and he goes if you're here to help then shut the fuck up! (laughs) Okay. 
That's not a very polite way to talk. Shh. What's happening? I can't see anything. <laughs> Come out, Corbin. Come out. Corbin comes out. Take those stupid coins off of yourself. <laughs> uh, he takes the coins out of his eyes and he comes out. I still can't see anything. I thought that you had him contained in the attic. How would you know about that? I know many things. We found your guard schedule downstairs in the cellar. How did you even get in here? I made an Allosaurus appear outside. Don't worry about it. Anyway, we're here to help you. (laughs) We're here to help. We're here to help. All we want to do is help you. We want to save the governor. No, this... You know... She has ulterior Get rid of those things. Those things. And I make little circles over my eyes. Why don't you guys roll persuasion checks? This is so stupid. (laughs) Oh, I did good. I did too. I got 21. I got 18. I got a three. (laughs) Well, uh, Corbin does not persuade them. With his antics and the coins, somehow they are not persuaded. Uh, However, they they are now paying more attention to Seeker and Slake. Listen, I don't know where you came from or how you know about any of this, but just stay in the- I point up. I point up. He's in the attic for now, but he's gonna move soon here. Once he starts wandering the house, we gotta be more careful. What exactly? What exactly are his powers? He- he turns you to stone when he looks at you, yes? Yes, that's the main one. When what if you look through a mirror? Or say, a camera? Or in the reflection in a pool? <laughs> I don't know what that second one is. Uh, <laughs> we've been able to check around corners using mirrors to see if he's coming, but we've never been able to corner him with a mirror. He averts his eyes from his own reflection. Oh. I don't... Ah. But I... From what we can tell, he's not in control of himself. When this all started a couple weeks ago, he got some treasure from a treasure hunter that was flirting with one of the maids, and yeah, she had the, the eyes were in the bags. He put them on and started saying he could see all the knowledge in the world, and then it just went downhill from there. That's all we're dealing with, though? Like, there's no secondary power? Oh, and he's crazy strong, the other guard says. <laughs> oh, okay. Why don't you guys leave? Yeah. If we left, he'd probably get out of the house, and then he'd be a terror on the entire town. We've got to keep him pay- contained. Who's paying you? Well, what the guards look at each other, and then one of them says... Well, I found the keys to his treasure vault, and we've been paying ourselves. Good for you, I say. Honestly, respect. Hell yeah. Seize the means of production. <laughs> We're just trying to keep him contained in the house. That's why we've got everything boarded up. We don't want anybody coming in, too. We sent all the servants away as quickly as we could. You've done really well. Who put up the magic barrier? He did that. We weren't sure what was going on. He wandered out in the daylight, started scrawling things on the walls. He's been... The the guard kicks one of the pages and says, He's been writing all of this garbage everywhere. I I don't know what any of it means, but it looks kind of like a language. And what about the lights? He can sense it and comes toward it. So it doesn't hurt him. It's not a weakness. No, not that we can tell. He keeps coming towards the light if you have it on. Like a damn moth. 
But he rests during the day? Yeah, well, we think he rests. He goes to the attic, and then nobody goes up there, so... I, I, I look at the guards, and I say, Would you guys be able to tell the other guards not to, like, uh, kill us or whatever, and that we're here to try and help you? Well, we don't really have any way of getting a message to them until they come back down, but on the staircase going up, there's a tripwire that was supposed to alert us for when the governor starts coming down to the main floor. So be careful of that. And uh, if you see the other guard patrol, just tell him, tell him Aubrey says that they owe him five silver. Okay. Both of them or all together? Oh, <coughs> at this point, everybody owes me five silver because I was the one who said this was a stupid idea. <laughs> I think they owe you more than five silver, Aubrey. Just, uh, oh, and uh, he turns to his partner and she gives him a blank look and then he elbows her and she pulls out a hand mirror from a pouch around her waist. He says, here, take this. It'll probably be some use to you. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, thank you. And I, I take it. All right. The guards uh, bid you good luck as uh, they okay. lead you back to the hallway. Alright, so you are able to easily avoid the tripwire on the stairs. Uh, since you were alerted up to it, you don't even need to make a perception check. Uh, you continue up to the second floor. More statues line the hallway upstairs, all frozen in aspects of terror. There are fine apartments up here for sleeping and various leisure activities. Most of them are untouched, except for a few doors that are open where you find statues inside and signs of struggle. So uh, while you are upstairs, you see the second guard uh, patrol, and they look at you with the startle and then lower their weapons to start running towards you. Oh, 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 Aubrey sent us. Yeah, right. we're cool. You owe him five. You owe him I'm money. I, I, I hold up the mirror, and I hope they recognize <laughs> it. They lower their weapons and go, what the hell? We're here to help you guys. Well, if Aubrey says you're all right, then I guess, says one of the guards, are you uh, here to... And he runs a finger over his neck. Oh, no, we're here to... And then I make a... I put my two circles over my... My circles of my fingers over my eyes, and then I, like, both pop and pull them out. Yeah, we're gonna (laughs) take his eyes out. Yeah. Okay, well, uh... Gonna scoop him out with a spoon. I mean, only if it comes to that. <laughs> Be careful. And as he's saying this, you hear a tinkling of bells through the house. And he goes, oh, shit, he's coming. And the guards take off down the hallway. I didn't oh I didn't oh I didn't see you there. Good morning. Hello everyone. How are you? Are you doing are you doing did you sleep well? You doing okay? Did you stay up until midnight reading web comics like I did? Hmm. Aren't we just a pair? Well, anyways, welcome to this mid-roll. I'm here. I'm Caitlin. I'm 
I'm your I'm your editor this time. I uh oh the mid roll. That's right. Okay. Um what do we have? Let me just take a look at our little our little schedule here. Oh well look at this. We have an ad for Elderwood Academy this week. What do you know? Now I just happen to be spending some time on their website. And um let me just let me just read to you a little bit about them. Elderwood Academy are artisans who craft amazing gaming products, including dice towers, dice trays, dice boxes, deck boxes, dice, and more. All products are crafted to look like spell books, scroll cases, codexes, and other awesome fantasy gear we love. Now, I was on their website earlier, just now, literally seconds ago. And I found this um, product, you could say. It's called the Mini Spellbook Dice Box and Gaming Box. And it is exactly what it says it is. However, it's, a, it's book-shaped, okay? It holds your little dice. It holds a little figurine for your character. And it has a little, like, area for you to roll the dice in. When you open it up, it's incredible. But that's not even, that's not really even what we're here to talk about today. Because you can customize this thing in like 500 different ways. You can choose the color of the leather. You can choose the icon. Like, they have a million different little, like, gold inlay icons that you can choose from. You can choose the foil so you can have that gold you can have that silver you can have that violet you can have that holographic and then you can also choose the border and you can choose the border foil and before we finish you can choose the interior wood and they have crazy wood colors they have one called lace wood i don't even know what that is they have one called purple heart what <laughs> And then you can also choose the interior style. So you can have, you know, the dice holders, or you can just have like two empty little squares for just putting knives in if you wanted to just put knives in. Like you could just put some knives in there. Anyways, the last and final thing I'll say about this product that I truly enjoy is that it is $69, which is <laughs> nice. And that's all that I have to say about Elderwood Academy. I genuinely enjoy their products. Like, they're very cool. Highly recommend. Next up, we have Hero Forge. They offer fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. Imagine the parts that you could choose for your fantasy races. Uh, their easy-to-use design tool lets you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D in-depth character creator right in your web browser. You don't even have to download ZBrush. How nice is that? Hero Forge also offers downloadable model figures for users to 3D print their unique designs at home, or as I did say in my last ad break, possibly at the library. You know, maybe. Uh, if you don't want to 3D print, they also offer custom minis in a variety of materials, which do include, obviously, plastic or 
metal. I'm so sorry. If you're hearing some crazy noises right now, Riot has lost his ball underneath the shelving unit by my desk. Oh, no, he's suffering. Oh, my God. That's the noise he makes. I really hope it's going to show up on the recording because it's fucking insane. He's this small dog. He's not small. He's like, he's 50 pounds. (laughs) But he's medium sized. And it's very weird to me that he makes these (laughs) deep groaning noises when he loses things. What are you doing, bud? Did you lose it under there? Oh. Anyways, back to Hero Forge. Lastly, Hero Forge is constantly expanding the catalog of customization options, adding new parts every week, and major features like new races and custom posing on a regular basis. If you're interested, which you should be, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today. And check back often because new content is added every week. Now, lastly, we have another ad from one of our wonderful, beautiful <laughs> listeners. It's from Young Blood. Love that name. The message reads as follows Nico, subnerd. I know I told you that I would pay oh, no. Natasha. Nego Vandalus. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. To send you a message for all holidays and special occasions. But that was a clever ruse. In reality, I'm paying the dames. That's, that's me. Uh, this time. To wish you happy holidays. Also, to tell you that you're a wonderful person and the best friend an individual of indeterminate gender could ask for. Also, also, to tell you that even if it doesn't always feel like it, you're kicking grad school's ass. You're in grad school. That's dope as fuck. Congratulations. I, oh, you're very strong. Keep being you because uh, you're fucking phenomenal. And I will scream that at you whenever you need me to. Love you five ever. Young blood. Congrats, Nico. I'm very proud of you for going to grad school. You know what? Stay in school. That's an important message to all of my, all of the listeners, all of my friends out there. Stay in school. Or um, don't stay in school if you are accruing overwhelming debt and it is crushing you body and soul. Get out. Get out. down the hallway yeah they take off uh, down the hallway towards the stairs uh back down to the main so, like, floor away from the okay. noise yes okay yes okay. they are running away from him yeah is there a place that we can hide in this level and try and get him by surprise there are uh, there are doors to rooms here so you could hide in one of the rooms yeah okay can we do that let's do yeah. that go in one of the rooms sneakily Roll me a stealth check, but not at disadvantage. Okay. When I don't need it, I've gotten a nat 20. Nice. <laughs> I've got 15. I got like 25. Okay, you guys are able to uh, hide away in the bedrooms as the door to the attic swings open. And uh, do you use the mirror to look around the corner? 
Yeah, I've got it. I, I, I yes. Okay. All right. Uh, the governor shambles down the hallway, and he has a lit candle in one hand as he stumbles across, or as he stumbles towards the uh, rooms, and he's muttering to himself, but it's not in any sort of a language you can understand. It just sounds like nonsense. Uh, and uh, he shambles toward you. Are you going to, you can take a surprise round. Because you are okay. able to see him, but he is not able to see you. Hmm. But you okay. do also have to make sure he doesn't see you, so. Yeah. Where is he headed? Uh, he is just shambling down the hall and, like, pausing occasionally. You see, his hands are dripping with blood, and he is stopping occasionally to write on the walls. Oh, hmm. well, when he's stopping to write on the walls, couldn't we try to, you know blindfold him or or tackle him then i think uh i want to cast something okay he's walking towards the end of the hallway right cat like or yep, towards... towards the he's slowly making his way to the staircase down okay uh, down to the main floor um i want to and there, there are there like some open rooms between there and yeah okay i want to cast flaming sphere oh okay um because he's drawn to light right yeah yeah. So I'm going to cast Flaming Sphere, like, kind of in front of him in, like, one of the doorways of one of the rooms. Nice. Um, nice. Okay. And it is a concentration spell, so when I cast this, the Allosaurus does immediately disappear outside. <laughs> I think by now the Allosaurus was defeated anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> Pour one out. Uh, but yeah, so um, if he walks into it, it will hurt him. Otherwise, if he just stands in front of it and stares at it, it it's just a flaming ball of fire. Uh, okay, <laughs> so you cast this uh, flame spear, and he immediately, his head whips around, mm -hmm. and he lunges towards it. Uh, and how much damage will he take? Oh, he's gonna touch it. Okay. Um, he, <laughs> he has he to- He touch it. Uh, he has to uh, make it- <laughs> So- so okay. <laughs> he has to make a dexterity saving throw, but he's leaping into it. So you're I'll called say, cat. I'd say we'll make the dexterity saving throw to see uh, how quickly he realizes it's a bad idea. Okay. All right. If he, I suppose it'll be like he takes half damage. He takes half damage if he, he fails. He pulls back really yeah. fast. Or if he wins, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, d he, he failed that very bad. He rolled a three plus two, so that's five. He really wants to be <laughs> in that fire, huh? Okay, yep. <laughs> um, hold on, then he takes 2d6 fire damage. So that, that's one. Oh, shit, and two. So he only takes three damage. He doesn't okay. take very much. Uh, and he lets out a horrible scream as he is burned by the fire. Uh, and then he begins to look around, trying to find the source of this pain. He doesn't care. The pain. The source of the pain is the fire. Yeah. Yes. He has that. <laughs> but you know, he's looking around. He's looking around for the threat. Does he not understand? Does he not understand that it's a flaming ball of fire? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he also understands that that flaming ball of fire didn't get there. It by came itself. from somewhere. Okay. He's smarter than I thought. Uh, if I move the ball of fire, is he? Does he like react at all? If I like have it wave or move farther into the room. Uh, if it moves further into the room, 
uh, he will, he follows the, the light, but he does not lunge for it again. Okay, but he, but it's still distracting him. Yeah. Um, the other thing is they were like, he avoids his own, he avoids his own gaze. Yeah. I wonder if he has any mirrors that he's like hiding in his house and then we just get them all and we just, <laughs> just hold them at him. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you want to try and search, there's a bunch of bedrooms. Up yeah, there. that's true. We are we are in one of the bedrooms. Is there a mirror in here? Uh, why don't you guys roll investigation? I got a natural twenty. Oh, nice. Give me that mirror, cat. You find a a mirror underneath a sheet in here. It is a, a vanity mirror, so like, is it attached to a vanity? Yes. Oh. What if we just wrapped him in a sheet or something? <laughs> why not? Sack him. Yeah. We have a sack. Put the sack on his head. Oh my God, we do have a sack. Oh my God, you do. You found the sack in the cave. Corbin looks Corbin looks up at, at um, Seeker and at Slake and makes like a very meaningful eye contact with them and slowly pulls the sack out from his <laughs> belt and um, says, let's sack this bad boy. Corbin, it's genius. <laughs> I say when he's when he's facing something, I grab him and one of you sacks him. All right, why don't we start by making a stealth check? Oh, I'm going to cast bless on us by the way. I I I snap my fingers and each of us is um has a little glowing light in our chest. What does that do? And then it fades. Um you can add a d4 to a roll. Oh, okay, awesome after. because I'm also going to cast guidance nice. um but i can I'm only host. touch i can I'm only host. cast on one person so i'm gonna cast on slake okay because i feel mm-hmm. like they're gonna have to do the most like strength contesting yeah yes um and so you also can then and that's add... like an additional d4 right yeah so that's a, yeah once before the spell ends the target can roll a d4 and add that number of die to the ability check of its choice okay nice so who wants to hold the sack corbin turns into a monkey and he holds the sack and we're gonna roll self checks first Yes. Okay. That is 22. Okay. Unnatural 20. Okay. Oh, I got a one. <laughs> Hannah! <laughs> Hannah! <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. Hannah. 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 Use one of your guidances. <laughs> Isn't that just to add a fucking four to it? Yeah. Yeah, but then, then you can also add, add a ten. Your stealth and then add ten. Yeah. But it's a one. A one fails automatically. It's like, don't you have a thing that lets you re-roll? It's like, can't Give you re Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Let me check my stupid, shitty abilities. <laughs> Is this a saving throw? Uh, no, it was an ability check. Okay, but then I can't use it. in this. the core rules, rolling a one or a twenty on a d20 is only an automatic failure on an attack roll and a saving throw. On a oh. death saving throw. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. So then, uh, Hannah, you can add all of your other things and let's see if it brings it up. Good Lord. Okay, so it's 1d4, right? Yep. Yes. Or you could add two, depending yeah, on what you, you really roll. need to, you can add Because you two. have two things on you. Yeah. Yeah. So my first d4, I only rolled a one. So it'd be 14. We probably want to get it higher than that. Yeah, Okay. Because we're sneaking up right okay, on Okay, that guy. time it was a four. So that's 18. Okay. All right, great, 18. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> God, I'm exhausted. Okay, I guess you succeed. <laughs> so you are able to sneak up behind him. And so who's doing the sacking? It's going to be Corbin. Yeah, as a monkey. Corbin, why don't you give me a... 
We'll call it a sleight of hand check. Okay. <laughs> it's a seven. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go any further on this, let's just roll a quick initiative so we have that on deck. Oh, that's, that's, that's true. You guys are having a surprise round, essentially. Yeah. Okay, I got 21. Okay. I got seven. 15. Okay. We're, we're actually going to start from Slake and Corbin's attempt. Um, uh, Slake, well, let's make a strength contest. To okay. See if you are able to grab. Yes. 23. A. All right. That is enough. You have restrained him. However, Corbin <sighs> was unable to sack him. Yeah. Seeker, you are now up. Okay. So um, I think what I want to do is try and grab the the sack and try and, and sack him. Try and sack yeah. him? All right. Go for it. There'll be a sleight of hand. Okay. Sleight of hand. Yep. Um, I got a 14. That does not do it. No. You are unable to sack him. And uh, he begins bucking against uh, Slake's incredible strength. <laughs> and now we are back up to top of the order at Slake as we are in our first round of initiative. Okay. So I feel like it might be good for me to just keep holding him so that he can't face toward you guys. Yeah. All right, so then we're going to do another so. strength contest for you to continue to grapple him. Okay, cool. Oops. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to be real with you. That time it kind of sucked. That time it was only nine. What did he roll? Oh, boy. He got a, a ten. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. And the governor firmly wrenches himself out of your grasp, Slake. Uh, and now it is Seeker's turn. He has not yet turned around. Oh, actually, okay. that is something I should tell you guys uh, before we begin this fight. Um, unless surprised, which none of you are, a creature can avert its eyes to avoid the saving throw at the start of its turn. Oh, if the okay. creature does so, it can't see the Medusa uh, at, until the start of its next turn when it can avert its eyes again. Okay. So you can take that as an action. Okay, so I think I think what I'm going to do is cast Guardian of Faith. Okay. Now that Slake has um, gotten kind of bucked off, I'm going to cast it, like, kind of between us and him. Okay. So basically, like, this big glowing guy with a big, huge sword and a symbol of Hetlia just, like, blazes to life between us. And any creature that is within 10 feet of the guardian on its turn must succeed on a dex saving throw or take radiant damage. All right. Sounds good. Um, so now it is actually the governor's turn. So he will, he, is it a dex you said? It is a dex. Uh, okay. He rolled a five on his dexterity saving throw. So he takes okay. 10 radiant so damage. He, he takes 20. 20? Yeah. Hell okay. yeah. Love it. Love to see that. Um, okay. So then he is going to uh, turn towards Slake. I do need to clarify something, though, because, Kat, I was a monkey on this man's head. Uh-huh. On the back of his head. Has he made any attempt to get me off of the back of his head? No, that's a good point, though. He should do that. He is going to... <laughs> uh, there's going to be a strength contest here between you and the and the governor. <laughs> He's going to grapple you, Corbin. Ready to get my strong monkey hands. <laughs> All right, and that is going to be an unnatural 20. <sighs> get a 20, get a 20. <laughs> I don't think they got a 20. 
Rip his face um, off. So that, oh, my strength is negative three. So that was. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh no. All right. Uh, he rips you off and brings you around to look at his horrible golden eyes. And Corbin, please make a constitution saving throw. Stone Corbin. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. Okay. Well, that's not terrible. Um, you are incapacitated as you begin to turn to stone. Do I take uh, any damage for that, Kat? Uh, you will take a little bit of damage when he throws you to the side. What part of me is starting to turn to snow- stone? We'll say you're, it's going to start at your little feeties. Okay, my little footies. Okay. Yep, and it's going my to start moving your way up your tiny monkey body. And uh, you will take... Uh, ooh, actually, you will take seven damage from being thrown. So now, hold on. Because, so, theoretically, because my hit points as a monkey are two. It will travel over when you turn okay. back into a Okay, my boy. concern was just that the act of physically turning into a boy would, like, explode my stone feet, and then I would be, like, <laughs> left with stumps. So that's fine. <laughs> Here's how this uh, plays out, actually, Corbin. Okay. You uh, look into his terrible stone, or his terrible golden eyes as a monkey, and then you are tossed aside, hitting the wall with a thud, and you transform back into a boy, and when you look down at your feet, you see that they have begun to turn to stone, and the stone is creeping up your legs, and you are restrained. Okay. Uh, but that means your uh, speed is zero, and you cannot benefit from any bonus that is attributed to your speed. Uh, attack rolls have advantage against you, and your attack rolls have disadvantage. Okay. Uh, and you now have de- uh, disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. God, that's fucked up. Oh, I just, I definitely like, would scream in horror at, like, seeing this transpire. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Corbin just kind of looks down at his feet and is like, huh. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that. Slake, you're up. Cool. Um, I would like to, if I may, um, like, move in front of Corbin um, so that, like, there is a barrier between this man and the Corbin. Sure. And then I would like to attack with my picks. So let's just let's just have that time. Okay, cool. That's good. An unnatural 20 to hit. That will hit. Cool. So let's roll some damage. Okay, so that is 18 damage for my first attack. Okay. Nice. Ouch. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so that is like that's like 26 to hit. That will also hit. Oh my god. And I rolled um, 10 for both of those, so that's 20. Shit. And I'm I'm going to uh, yell at him, leave Corbin alone! <laughs> Alright, Seeker, you are up. I'm gonna avert my gaze, and I'm gonna cast Bless on Slake. Actually, no. I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna cast Guidance on Slake, so you can take a, a D4. Oh, cool! Thank you. Um, and I'm going to cast because it's a bonus action for some reason. I'm gonna cast Spiritual Weapon. Nice. Okay. So I don't think it can attack on this turn, but no, I don't, uh, I think a you're giant, right. a giant um, 
mace appears floating in the air. So I've just got like floating, glowing shit like all around me. <laughs> yep. Love it. Love it. All right. And I'm looking away. And you, and you look <laughs> away. All right. Uh, now it is the governor's turn. He will take, I guess, to do another dexterity throw. To... Yeah. All right. That one is a little bit better. That is going to be a 17. Okay. Uh, that passes, but he's still going to take 10 damage. Okay. He should probably move. <laughs> probably. Uh, so it's his turn now, and yes, he will move away from the horrible creature that is hurting him. Uh, and he is going to advance on. You're going to advance on Corbin. I'm. I'm in between. I'm just saying. Oh, you're in between. That's right. So then he's advancing on you, Slake. Yeah. And uh, Slake, you are going to need to make a Constitution saving throw. All right. I'll give it a shot. Looking at you. As his gaze turns to you. Okay, that's not bad. So I got twenty-two. You are so the strength of your friendship. Yeah. Moves your spirits, and you are able to resist his terrifying gaze. Uh. So now instead, he's just going to attack you. Okay. And I'm just gonna roll all three of these at once. Alright, so, um, let's see, that is gonna be 20. So, alright, so that's gonna hit. So, uh, he lashes out at you, Slake, um, and his hands are bloody, but you can see that they are, his nails have turned to gold, and they have claws, not hands anymore. He'll slash at you twice, and you are going to take not very much damage because I rolled really bad. Well, uh, all right. So you're gonna do. You are gonna take thirteen damage. I'm gonna take thirteen. Thirteen damage. All yep. right. All right. Cool. All right. And uh, now it is Corbin's turn. Uh, right. Corbin, please make another Constitution saving throw. That's uh, way over 20. All right. You are able to fight off the petrification. You shake off the stone, stony feeling in your feet, and you are no longer restrained. Nice. That. Let me, can I, can I, I say, I turn to Slake and I say, throw me that mirror, Slake. You got it, Corbin. And I, I gently toss you the mirror. Thank you. Um, and then I turn around, and with the mirror facing him and me not facing him, I look him in the eyes. All right. I cast heat metal. Okay, so let's do two things. First, he has to roll to resist his own curse. Oh. Um, and he does. Okay. Second, I forgot that was also a thing. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, that was the whole thing with the mirror. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is able to resist his own curse. However, okay. you heat up his eyeballs. Ouch! How do we calculate damage on that? Um, he's he's touching them, right? Like they're like yes, they are on his eyes. <laughs> well, okay, so they they become red hot. Oh God! They're incredibly hot. I think I've just blinded this man. Yeah. Um, and he what? does take, uh, let's see, 2d8 fire damage. Um, right in the eyeballs. Every every time he has a turn until the spell ends or he takes the eyeballs off. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
um, I, that was wrong. So it it's damage on my turn, and then I can use a bonus action on subsequent turns to make the damage happen again. Oh, okay. Well, then let's roll some damage. Hell okay. yeah. So. Oh, fuck yeah. That is... 14. Fire damage. Ouch! He screams in pain and horror, but he does not take the eyes out. How's he looking? He doesn't look happy, I'll tell you that much. He's not enjoying this. I'm shocked by that. Oh. So it's my right. turn? Yep, Slake, it's your turn. All right, I'm just going to keep trying to beat the shit out of this guy, I guess. Yeah, beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get him. This poor man. Uh, yeah, this sucks. Like he, this, He's just like cursed, and now we're just killing the shit out of him. I mean, he shouldn't have put a cursed object on his eyeballs. Yeah. And he did steal this cursed object from a woman who's in love with one of his mates. So. And he's a member of the bourgeoisie. Yeah, that's true. Yep. He's yes. rich, so he does deserve it. Um, Three strikes. <laughs> so this is 27. Yep, that'll hit. Cool. Damn. Oh my god. Okay, I rolled two fives again. Slake is in beast mode today. Jeez. <laughs> Slake is like, you should not have tried to petrify my friend. <laughs> Next time you think about that before you decide to be rich. Um, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's 20 damage for my first attack again. Yikes. <laughs> nat 20, nat right, 20, nat second 20. Attack. <laughs> second attack. Oh my gosh, yeah, okay. So second attack is 20... Shit. Something. Yep, that'll hit. Okay. That'll hit. Okay. Oh, okay. That's 18 more damage. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. Don't be rich. Don't be fucking Don't rich. Don't be rich. Alright. Easy. Uh, Seeker, you are up. Oh, uh, okay. So, I think I'm, ge- I'm gonna unavert my eyes now, because I just want to attack him and make him dead. Okay. So, I am gonna... Also, I have to do it to use my spiritual weapon. So, I'm gonna use my spiritual weapon... Um, so that is a 21 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, and then I, let's see. Dude. Whoa. Okay, so I got, uh, that's eight damage. And then I'm also going to cast, I'm going to cast non-detection on myself. Ooh. Okay. So this is similar to what Seeker did in one of our bonus episodes, where they did not have sight. They had magical sight. That's right. And therefore could not see me. Okay. So, and so this is what I've done, and we'll see if it works. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and now it is the governor's turn, and uh, he is, I guess, going to go after Slake again. Since, uh, since I beat his ass. See. Slake is, like, so fucking strong. Like, he's, like, yeah. turn to stone. And Slake's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so first, Slake, please make another constitution saving Okay, throw. okay. Oh see how it goes. Because now he can't see Seeker, and he, Corbin's stuck behind Slake. Right. So. Yeah, Slake's is really yeah, only option. Slake is like a fucking wall of stone. <laughs> Slake is a tank. You know. Let's see. So this time it's it's 16. It's 16. That is still going to be all right. Yay. God. All right. Ugh. He is going to lash out at you, though. Strong. Uh, okay. So that is going to hit twice. Um... And we will roll some damage. Okay, that is better. That is two sixes. Hell yeah. Okay. Sorry, Slake. Um, so that is going to be 22. 22 total. 22 total. Okay, all right. 
as he just like lashes out with his nasty bloody nails. Yeah, he actually, he lashes out at you, Slake, and like grabs your face to try and make you look into his eyes, but you are too strong. I, you are able to resist his stone God, gaze. Slake is cool. Jesus, Slake. I say, your claws may be strong, but nothing stronger than the proletariat. <laughs> Get him, Slake. Corbin, you're up. Okay, cool. So I'm going to cast, I guess, light. Okay, so basically, uh, I'm draining moisture and vitality from his body, and he needs to make a constitution saving throw. And by the way, Kat, we're we're not trying to kill this man. We're yeah, to I bring don't... him within an inch of death. Yes. All right. So you are trying to non-lethally kill this man. Yes. You're trying to non-lethally murder him. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, he rolled a two, uh, so it's two plus three is five. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, non-lethally, let's see how much damage he is taking for this. So non-lethal. <laughs> Until this point, it's all been lethal damage, but now, now, it's not lethal. now we're deciding to not do that much damage. But this is going to do an incredible amount of damage. I just wanted to specify before you suck every like drop of moisture out it's of essence. living body. Um, Cat, and that's 40 damage. Oh, tell me how it looks when you non-lethally kill this man. <laughs> Okay, so I cast Blight on this man, and his you see his body begin to sweat um, just profusely as all of the water and moisture inside of him is sucked dry. And the more he sweats, you see like a pool collecting on the floor underneath him, but his skin is becoming leathery and hollow, and his little tongue is like a dried, like a little like an ice cream for astronauts. <laughs> Caitlin, you, it's so clear you got your degree in creative writing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then his little juicy fingers become all knobbled and um, his fingernails fall off. Ew! Oh. <laughs> well, they were golden claws. You probably wanted to get rid of those. Yeah. Um, they plop down onto the floor and just start to kind of leak. And then he just. Oh. And Seeker. Seeker. A raisin. Pops over to this guy. And as he is almost dying, plucks the little eyes out of his head. Nice. And then you suddenly see the life return to him. And this bite <laughs> of the water gets sucked back up into him from his little foot. No, no, no. no. <laughs> just, what, what happens when we take his little eyeballs off? Uh, when you take off of his eyes, you see that the skin underneath is horribly burned. Uh, and the governor collapses to the floor. Um, you hear around the house the sounds of various thuds and screams that were aborted when they were turned to stone as people begin to revert back oh. to flesh. Uh, Seeker, that stoned finger you pocketed becomes a much more grisly souvenir. Oh! <laughs> well, I guess cool. that'll be for me to find later. Yeah, well, who's missing a fucking finger right now, though? Um, they removed that statue. It was missing more than a finger. Oh, God. Oh! Um, so, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast a spell on this man called Heal. Oh, uh, Okay. And basically, he's just healed. Oh, love is, it. Is he still blind? 
we'll see. Well, uh, he he is currently insensible. Hey, it actually here it says this spell ends blindness, deafness, and any diseases. What the oh, fuck? Wow. You're just okay. Christ. Jesus. It's a really <laughs> high level spell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the the governor takes one shaky breath and opens his eyes blearily, and then passes out in your arms. Yeah. I put him down on the ground. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> well, I assume that's what we came here for. That's what I came here for, yes. Now, thank you for your help. Uh, and I'll, I'll be on my way. Wait, what are you going to do with those? Yeah, hey, hold on. I need them. Why would you need those? <laughs> for what? I just, I just need them and I... To use... Later. Goodbye. Wait, wait, wait. Are you gonna I, I, give up? Hey. I say, and I, I, I want to. Yeah. Are you running off or? I'm, I'm starting to leave. Yeah, I'm not like sprinting away. Okay. Well, I, I'll go after you, and I say, are you, you work for Hetlia, right? Um. What gives you that impression? Well, you were praying to her. And giant symbol of Hetlia on the guardian you summoned. And you uh you got all excited when Corbin started to talk about secrets. Oh. Look, you're not subtle. Um, are you? Are these for her? Why? Why does she want them? I mean, I can say that I know. She doesn't tell me why she wants things. Does she? Do you know if she? Is she working with Torva? I don't. I don't think so. Seeker. I, I, I mean, hey. I, I. How would I know? She doesn't tell me a thing. Well, it seems like you guys are tight. Do you get bad vibes from her? Uh, you know, I ch- I'm gonna choose not to answer that well, question. Oh wait, actually, Corbin is gonna cast divination. <laughs> okay, uh, divination. Your magic and an offering put you in contact with a god or a god's servants. You can ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days. The GM offers a truthful reply. The reply might be a short phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen. Okay. Um, so Corbin casts divination, and he just, like, points to Seeker and says, Hetlia, are you working with Torva? And, um, Seeker. Do I black out? <laughs> you black out. And when you awake on the floor, um, these words are on your lips. I have goals which do not align with him. I mean, I'll take that. That seems like a no. Uh, is she alright? I said a Corbin. Oh, yeah, that was just Hetlia talking through her. Oh, oh, how unsettling that was. Well, please don't do that again. <laughs> uh, I, there you there you have it. Well, she is goals that do not align with his. I mean, after all, I don't think that Hetlia would want the world to end. Not very many secrets in a world that's ended. True. Maybe since we helped you out with this, um... We're- and what's and what's it to tell me that the world is due to end soon? Yes, he did say that. Hmm. What? Yeah. We're- so can you? Hey, listen. If you're like, uh, if you see Hetley or whatever, you just let her know that like when the time comes, 
we'll we could use some of her help. You can go ahead and tell her. It's probably as good as <laughs> is is me telling her. <laughs> yeah, but she likes you. Yeah, would you give it a shot? <laughs> we, I could tell. That's very nice of you to say. Okay, well, it's been wonderful meeting you. Uh, I I hope that we shan't meet again. For my my journeys and in travels do bring me into various amounts of peril, and uh, I should hope that you do not befall any of them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> And uh, Seeker escapes out the door. <laughs> yeah, and she um, dis- disappears into the hedgerow and just is gone. <laughs> she was so mysterious, Corbin. <laughs> and uh, as you, the two of you come downstairs, you are greeted by the guards uh, who are helping their fellows who have become flesh again. And they say, is he, the governor, is he, uh, you know... And then the it's Aubrey again, the guard that you spoke with earlier. And he does the same <laughs> finger across the neck. No, he's alive, but I think he's, like, fucked. I mean, he's your boss, so I think we'll leave that decision up to you. Yeah, you guys can kind of decide. He's very vulnerable right now. Like, if you wanted to do... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> murder! Kill a man? That's not what they were asking! I don't know, he just, he doesn't seem like a great boss. I mean, they were yeah, asking like if seems... he was dead, not if you're gonna kill him. <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna kill him. We're just, you know. Yeah, we didn't kill him. We're just saying if you wanted to. I'm just saying a lot of do things happen. You probably Any other could. Here? Because if you keep talking like that, I am going to kill you. Well, I don't think you could, but listen, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just, not. We, we, we're just letting you know. Yeah. He, the eye is out. There. Get out of this house. <laughs> The guards are saying well, this to us? Sorry. Yeah, you did just you say that you're, you're implying that they should kill their boss. They're not uh We're they're not into that. So they're so they what you're could. saying what you're saying is they're bootlickers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you ain't gonna kill your boss, you're a bootlicker. Well, I'm just saying he doesn't seem great. I before we leave Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna kill him. <laughs> I mean redistribute as well. So Lake has really been radicalized by these most recent <laughs> events. Um Okay, so they're kicking us out, but I do wanna ask Um What was the name of that person we were looking for? The servant girl. Oh, a joy. I I'm gonna ask. Uh since we kinda helped out with your whole governor and his demonized thing though, uh you wouldn't have to know where we could find uh, a woman named Joy who used to work here, would you? She's probably down at the lodging house. Cool. Well, you're welcome. And they, uh, they get you out. They hustle you out the front door. <laughs> Bye. I don't understand people, Corbin. I don't either. I mean, we did such a favor. We, were ju- we even gave them the option to kill their boss if they wanted to. They just got mad. I don't know. The two of you are able to find Joy, and she takes the letter gratefully, and then begins to pack to head to Nakama to follow her love. Corbin says, just so you know, like, it's a great, it's an adventure, but it does smell like shit there, and you, the chances of you being framed for murder within five minutes of your arrival are high, (laughs) so please be careful. 
Oh, I will. But as long as I have Marigold by my side, I'm sure nothing terrible will befall us. That's absolutely not true, but I wish you the best. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe bring like a dagger or something. Meanwhile, on the crest of the hill looking over the city, Seeker waits. <laughs> when war machines went up in flames, I glanced they did not spare. For none could match their awesome might or hope of their survival. Survive, survive, survive. We prayed for our survival. And the voice floats up from the bottom of the hill as you see a young man walking towards you. He strums a lute as he walks, picking out that popular melody which you've been hearing in every tavern for weeks. He is beautiful and sad. And when you later try to recall his face, those are the only details you remember. He stops in front of you and lets the lute hang slack from the strap around his shoulders. Oh, he says. I see. She got here first. He looks out over the village in the valley below and then back at you. and says, have you yet asked what you are to do with them? To keep them for her or pass them to me? I suppose I hadn't asked. And I go cloudy-eyed for a second to ask. And when you awake again, you know that you are to hand these over to him. Hmm. And so I, I reach into my pocket and hand them over and I say, Out of curiosity, what's your name? Ah, uh, that's not important for the moment. He looks at the eyes and then takes them from your hand and says, I suppose it's pointless to be surprised that she would want to help me. It is the way of her to shroud her intentions. And he runs his long, beautiful fingers over the eyes and then looks up and gives you a heartbreaking smile. Thank you. Please let her know. It is out of character for me, but I hope that this time, I hope I am doing the right thing. And then he pockets the eyes and puts his fingers to his lute again and strolls away, singing, Survive, 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 survive. I pray for our survival. Chin up, old fellow! I see her calls after him. And then she walks off. What? <laughs> right under dark vision, it says Fey Ancestry. <laughs> Slake knew it. Slake was right. I could fucking smell it. <laughs> oh my god. God. Slake doesn't know why, but they suddenly feel really validated. Yeah. Slake fucking doled us. I told you. Oh my god, you told us to hell. I told the shit out of you. Mm-hmm.